0: Halloween
1: forever.
2: So, got one for you here. Why didn't Lassie have to save Timmy on Christmas Day? Uh, I don't know, Brian. Why? No, well. You get it? <laughs> Welcome boys and ghouls to uh, another Holly Jolly Mini of Halloween is forever. I'm Brian. And you ain't gonna hear, despite that perfect Steve impression I just did there, you ain't gonna hear our old pal Steve on this uh on this here mini because your boy is going solo, maybe for the first time ever, which is which is frankly a very weird feeling. I feel like I'm just talking to myself here, which is kind of strange. Obviously, I'm talking to listeners, but I'm not staring at Steve, uh, which is you know for the, maybe the first time ever. Actually, that's not true. I've done a couple of, of uh, mini-sodes sans Steve before, but there were always other guests, I'm pretty sure. So I think this is the first time I'm going solo. Although, we are going to have a, 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 a fun little segment where I bring my uh, my chillins. Uh, my kids into the mix uh, for a short little segment they really enjoy coming on here talking about their favorite christmas movies once a year so as is tradition we'll do that here in a hot sec Um, i did actually think about uh, whether it would be fun to just um, imitate steve and just act like he's here and um and and just like do like a wilson version of steve for for the entire episode but i figured that that joke would get old pretty quick um but that was not steve at the top of the show so that and and frankly it's rude of you and disrespectful for you to think that that was steve steve doesn't talk like that steve doesn't go before he says everything come on i um it was a really good impression though i'm not gonna lie um steve is cussing me out as he's editing this right now probably Wait the you get off talking to people about me behind my back going over my head you fucker, you um, but yeah so a little little different format little switch them up little switcheroo little audible here uh if you're listening to this in real time this this will be coming out. Um, a week from christmas and for those of you who uh i don't know live anywhere uh especially near uh western pennsylvania it feels like everybody in the whole damn world's sick uh right now we actually had planned wherein my, uh, my lovely wife, Kate was going to jump on and help me out, uh, with this here episode, which she, she is, uh, off to do. We usually do, um, split it up in December where we do some mini shows where Steve and I kind of do them solo with our own individual guests. Uh, Kate was going to be my guest again, uh, but she is sick as hell and she can barely talk. She's just coughing up a storm, feeling real nasty. Um, And she was thinking she would probably feel up to it today, but uh, that is clearly not the case. So your boy's going solo. But like I said, I am going to bring the girls on for a little segment, my kids, um, uh, for for a short little segment to talk about some stuff as well, which will be a lot of fun. But what I'm going to talk about, broadly speaking, because again, we're not going to talk about the movie that Kate and I were planning on talking about. So like I said, I'm going to take this opportunity to do one of my favorite things, which is do these kind of list type Discussions where we just go through and talk about a whole bunch of different movies. Just kind of go down a list. Sometimes we talk do this with movies. You know, I think we've done the past. We talk about like our favorite Halloween costumes we had as kids. You know, we we've talked about our favorite uh, Halloween specials that sort of thing. So I wanted to do that, but I'm going to talk about some of uh, some uh, uh, of my favorite underrated Christmas movies. Um, I'm going to talk about primarily horror. I got a list here. I think there's ten of them on the list. I think 6 of them are horror, 4 of them are non-horror. So we're going to mix it up, right? So if you're if you're if you're getting towards the the home stretch of the holiday season or listen, if you're if you're like me and I start celebrating Christmas on Christmas. I go traditional 12 days of Christmas, all right? So I'm I'm celebrating well into January. Fuck y'all, I'm still drinking eggnog, getting hammered until well into January. Everyone's back to work, I don't give a shit. I'm going full 12 days of Christmas, guys. If you're if you're like that, great, you got some time left. But otherwise, for a lot of us, you know, we're we're moving towards the end of the season. Maybe you've watched a lot of your favorite movies, your your national lampoons, your home alones, your Christmas stories, right? Maybe you've watched your Black Christmas. So some Christmas evil, perhaps Krampus, right? You've cranked some out, out some of those movies, not cranked, not cranked out to some of those movies. I'm saying you cranked them out as in you watched them already. Uh, your Muppet Christmas Carol, that's, that's behind you, right? You've already watched that once or twice and you're getting towards Christmas and you're going, what else are we going to watch, right? I'm, 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 jonesing for something new, maybe something I haven't seen in a long time or that I've never seen before. Maybe I'll be able to give you a few, um, a few uh, suggestions here uh, to, to to take into the last week before Christmas. But before that, a couple other things we got to do at the top of the show. First of all, as always, if uh, if you do want to support us, a um, couple of ways to do that. Easiest way is to follow us on the social medias and 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 follow slash subscribe to the old podcast on your podcatcher app. So go on to the social medias, go on to Instagram, go on to the Twitter Search Halloween's Forever uh, on pretty much any of them. I think we're actually hallow forever on Twitter, but go check them out. Give us a follow. We post some spooky, ooky shit and dumb nonsense on the internets uh, quite frequently. So go check us out there. Also, go and do the old plus sign, the like, the follow, the subscribe on your podcatcher app. We're on all of them. Check the uh, go on there. And then if you want to go a, a step further, which ain't that hard, guys, let's not pretend it's that big of a deal. Go on there. You go to the show page where you did that, like, subscribe, follow, whatever. You scroll down, and it's going to give you an option to rate it. You give us the maximum amount of stars. Maybe you say it's five stars. And then underneath, you got to write a little comment. You just write, I like this show, right? Or whatever the hell you want to write. You can write an insult. Um, you can call my mother names, whatever. Go down there. Write a quick review for the podcast podcast makes a big, big difference for us. It gets the podcast uh, in, in front of more and more people. And then if you're already a fan and you enjoy the podcast and you want some bonus content related to Halloween is Forever... That's where the Patreon comes into play. You go to patreon.com forward slash Halloween is forever. Steve's got a bunch of cool stuff set up for you over there. You get some bonus content. You can give us three bucks a month. You get a couple of little things, bonus content. You get uh, listicles and reviews and all that kind of cool stuff. But if you go the $5 a month, which is really the deal you got to go after, you get access to the Discord, where you can come on and, and hang out with us while we record. You can interact with us while we record, ask questions, make comments, make jokes, do fun stuff like that. Be part of the recording process. We've got some, some great patri- uh, patrons that do that frequently. That's a lot of fun. Um, but also, you get access to our Patreon-exclusive podcast. It's called Family is Forever right and we watch all the fucking fast and the furious movies and you say to me why the hell would horror fans be interested in watching every single one and listen to people talk about every single one of the fast and the furious movies that's a great question i'm not entirely sure but if you like the podcast you'll like this because it is genuinely fun the movies are god-awful terrible steve has tricked me into doing this we're now we just recorded the sixth one So we're on the home stretch, but good God, they're so fucking terrible. So Steve, uh, uh, let's high point how how this plays out. Steve kind of likes them. More for just the silliness and the nonsense of it. I can't stand them. I think they're fucking just insufferable nonsense. If you like the Fast and the Furious uh, franchise, that probably means you have a smooth, smooth fish brain. Um, if you do no I'm just kidding if you like it for whatever reason I'm not judging I'm being a smartass if you like it you're going to like us talking about it if like me you hate it you will also appreciate it because it's just basically me going through talking about each one of the movies and Steve just kind of egging me on and and dragging me through the mud on all this nonsense and me just talking about how much I hate them and how stupid they are and for all the reasons they're stupid but it is genuinely very fun to, to talk about the last one we just recorded a couple of days ago Steve and I recorded Fast and the Fast and Furious 6 or maybe Furious 6. I don't know what the fuck it's called. It's one of those two things. And I think I laughed harder on that episode than any podcast ever, including all the Halloween is Forever episodes. There was a bit that Steve did uh, that I genuinely thought I was going to piss my pants or vomit or both laughing. So we were just shitting our pants laughing on it. Um, It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm not going to spoil the gag, uh, but you got to go and, and, and watch, uh, or, or listen to families forever. Cause it is genuinely a lot of fun and, and really funny, I think. And we have a blast doing it. I just really genuinely hate watching the movies and, um, and, and it's slowly ruining my life. So go to patreon.com forward slash Halloween is forever. Uh, sign up on the $5 a month level. Give us a couple bucks a month. Come on. That's like buying us a beer for Christ's sakes. It's like buying us one beer to split between the two of us. Come on. Um, and you get like, each one of these episodes are at least two and a half, if not three plus hours. So, um, a lot of, uh, uh, of, of of tasty content you're going to get in addition to the Discord and all that sort of stuff. So, give yourself a little Halloween present, or, or Christmas present rather. I said Halloween because it's the name of the podcast. Give yourself a cr- little Christmas present, or uh, perhaps um, if you're if you're listening to this, and, and maybe you're listening to it in the car. With your significant other, and you're thinking, hey, I need a little little, little something extra that I need to get them. I need to stuff that stocking just a little bit fuller. Go to patreon.com forward slash Halloween is forever and uh, and give them a fun experience. It's like the Jelly of the Month Club. It lasts all damn year long. Um, and they're gonna and they're gonna love that Christmas present throughout the whole year. The whole year just keeps on giving. Um, okay. Um, also. Uh I am drinking a beer. Yeah, I sure am. Um it's gonna be weird talking about it without Steve here, but here here we are. Here's what I'm drinking. Um, no surprise here, guys. I am drinking another beer from Burgers Brewing. Uh they're they're my local, my local spot. Buy a lot of beer from them. Um I am drinking this time uh it's called Puddler. It's the Schwarzbier, the German style Schwarzbier, um, which is uh, you know, essentially a black lager, not too roasty. I'm gonna give myself a little sippy here. It's got a little bit of roastiness to it, but not too much. Still pretty soft, but well attenuated, dry, super drinkable beer. Um, Yeah, Schwartz beer, you know, I think of it as like, it's like the uh, the, the German uh, equivalent of of Guinness in that it is just really sessionable, really easy to drink. It's got some substantial uh, character to it. Um, It's got some malt complexity. But it's something you're just going to be able to drink a whole mess of. This one's under five percent. Um, you can just get after the son of a bitch. I like this beer a lot. Felt appropriate for a for a cool winter's eve. In fact, tomorrow here near beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I think we might get our first like significant snow of the year. Oh, going into the going into the week of Christmas, how festive is that? Uh, looking forward to it. So let's take a quick pause before we get into these movies, because I'm going to jump on over. Uh, and, and I've recorded a little clip with my kiddos, with my daughters, wherein we talk about some of their favorite favorite Christmas movies. They really enjoy doing this, and uh, and and they're a couple of cuties. So uh, let's snap on over there and listen to them talk about some movies, and then we'll come on back over and talk about some underrated Christmas movies with your boy. We're here for uh, what has become kind of an annual Christmas time tradition, where we do a fun little segment. With these two squids I have here, I have with me my, both of my offspring. You know what that means? Yeah. yeah sure. the the fruit The fruit of my loins. Here, uh, we have Mave. Mave, say hi. Hi. And we have Maggie. Say hi. Hello. And we are going to talk about Christmas movies. It's been a while since you guys. Was it last year that you guys? And what did we talk about last year when you guys were on for the Christmas one of the Christmas episodes?
1: We did Nightmare Before Christmas, and we, we actually, I think we were on the last two years, if mm. I remember. Because last year, I remember we we did Nightmare Before Christmas.
2: Yeah, well, this is, this is our third Christmas, so that makes sense. I think we've done it every year. Do you remember last year when we talked about Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, I do. Yeah? All right, so we're going to do a little bit more, you know, you guys are totally grown-ups now. How, how old are you again? How old are you, mate? How old are you, Meg?
0: Don't you know how old your child is?
2: No, I forget. How old are you? Seven. Okay, so you guys are like practically grownups now. So you've seen a lot of movies, right? Yeah. You've been alive for a lot of Christmases. So do you have some favorite Christmas uh, movies, Christmas specials, maybe even episodes of TV shows that are Christmas themed that you want to talk about? All right. Who wants to go first? Oh, both hands shot up here. Um, I think Maggie, I think Maggie, your hand was up first. So Maggie, which one do you want to talk about first?
0: Um, Home Alone.
2: Home Alone. You like Home Alone, huh? Yeah. Do you want to hear something funny? When we were, when you were little, like you were really little and, and your sister was um, obviously a little bit older, she had such a crush on Kevin McAllister.
1: <laughs> I I said I wanted him to be my uh, brother. <laughs>
2: you just when you were like I mean you were like two or three you were like I just like looking at him (laughs) um do you guys like the first Home Alone or Home Alone 2 the one where he's in New York more
0: um probably the first one
2: yeah what's your favorite part about that movie tell me like one one or two of your favorite scenes like really funny or memorable parts
0: when um Kevin does when he, Kevin um he has the TV show on and he, he has a gun Yeah yeah
2: yeah Yeah when he when he's he's got him like um when he scares the pizza the pizza guy
1: Yeah Yeah
2: What about you Maeve?
1: I have two things to say. First of all um I like the first one better cuz I like when the um they were i just think it's funny how he's 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 younger than me and he's super why is he so intelligent
2: yeah i think it's because it's a made-up movie
1: uh also for people for all of you guys who haven't watched the third the third fourth and fifth don't watch it they stink
2: yeah they're really bad we've watched the third one was it the third one and the fifth one or the fourth one and the fifth one we tried to watch
1: we watched... Well, when we tried to watch the fifth... The fifth one just came out this... I'm pretty sure it came out this year or the year before. So we watched the third one, actually.
2: Yeah, it's... They stink on ice. They,
1: they all have him going, like, putting his hands on his face, going, like, in the... camp.
2: Yeah, on the, on the poster, like, when you... On the streaming service. I think I used to think that I liked the second one better because I love Tim Curry. You know, Tim Curry is... He's the guy who plays the butler, not the butler, but the guy, the 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 concierge, the guy who works at the hotel, you know, he's like a fancy guy and he chases Kevin around and stuff. I love him. He's in a lot of my favorite movies. And I always thought, well, that's my favorite part. But then last year, for the first time in a long time, I actually watched them back to back. And no, I definitely like the first one better.
1: Um, I actually, I changed my mind. I actually haven't watched the second one in a while. So I think that I... I forgot about that part. I really do like the second one. I I can't pick. I mean, I might like the second one a little bit more. We decided... I decided
0: just not to watch the fourth, fourth one.
1: Yeah.
0: It's bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Here's my favorite moment. Even though I like the first one better, my favorite moment from the entire Home Alone series is in the second one. It's when he electrocutes Marv and he turns into a skeleton yeah. with the hair and everything in
1: the basement wait are you sure that's the second
2: one i'm positive yeah cuz it's it's um it's towards the end of the second one when he is in his i guess what uncle's house and it's like an abandoned house
1: yeah um that i like that and when i was little i i don't think i told you this but um I was really scared of that part. I was scared. I was scared. of. I was scared of everything. Kevin was scared of. I was scared of that. Um, uh,
2: the, the skeleton guy when he turns into a skeleton, you mean?
1: No, the heater. I was scared of the heater.
2: Oh, the furnace in the first movie. Yeah. 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 I, yeah um all right well maggie any any final thoughts on home alone anything else you want to bring up about it um
0: i don't think so
2: no okay all right matt mave your turn what, what do you want to talk about what what movie or show or special or something you want to talk about
1: well i this is a show this is a this is a christmas episode of a show it's called the show's called ducktales well then there's a ducktales and there's two ducktales the newer ones the newer one
2: yeah you guys love the new the new ducktales which i do too and i grew up watching the the original ducktales but now after watching the the new one it's so much better than the old one it kind of makes the old one seem a little bit boring by comparison
1: yeah definitely um i like the christmas episode of that it's um So it's DuckTales, and it's actually, since it's, like, Scrooge and all that, like, Uncle Scrooge and, like, all the... uh
2: Like the ghosts?
1: Yeah. He takes, the ghosts are, like, his, ends up being, like, like, Louis comes in, and he says... He says, "What the heck are you, like? What the heck are you doing? Are you?" <laughs> they were just like hanging out in his room.
2: Yeah, the, it's like it's a Christmas Carol parody, right? So it's like Ghost to Christmas past, present, future, all that. Do you did you watch that one, Mag?
0: Yeah, I think I have.
2: Do you remember it? Partially. <laughs> a little bit. All right. Any other any other moments from that that you like? Do you remember?
1: Um, I like when he goes back in. I like first one is I like when he goes back with the um with the um his first Christmas party um that that's a fun one he's like uh well he goes back to his wait no I'm thinking of a different moment um that was when he goes in in, in like forward in time and um him him in like the Screech's butler or whatever, yeah. our dance, our, da- him, her, and the, uh, miss, uh, I forget her name, but she, she's like a butler and she's super strong for some reason.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I forget her name as well. But yes, yeah, she's, um, she raised, uh, what's the, what's the girl, little girl doc's name? Buddy. Webby. Yeah. She raised Webby. So what were you going to say, Meg?
0: Um, one of my favorite parts of that is when they go when, with the little bug. When he, uh, the little bug guy, does he take him to the past or the future? The present. Past. Okay. He's the little bug guy, and he Scrooge is trying to squish him, but he just kept flashing everywhere.
2: Yeah, that's a good. Sh- I love that show. It's really funny. How about the Snowman? You guys like the Snowman? <laughs> yeah. The snowman is. If you for 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 listeners at home that haven't seen it, you should check it out because it actually is really. It's a little sad, I'll say. Would you say that's fair, ladies? It's a little sad. It's just like very melancholy kind of music, um, but it's beautiful music, and um, it's 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 an animated British special. It only runs you know twenty some minutes, um, but it's from nineteen eighty two, and I remember the first time we watched it. Do you guys remember just cracking up at the first time we watched it.
0: Yeah, because the guy was getting his clothes on, and he was changing, and
1: he, he—you saw his butt crack. <laughs> Do
2: you remember that? You guys were cracking up.
1: I actually don't really remember very well. I I just remember the snowman like fashion party or like snowman costume party or whatever, and it was it was really funny.
2: Yeah. They, I think it's like the kid wakes up in the morning and he sees it's snow outside. So he hurries up and changes out of his pajamas into his snow clothes, but he just strips down naked. And it's like from behind, you see his little animated butt cheeks and you guys just cracked up. Thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Um, all right. What, what else? What other ones do somebody else? Does somebody have another one you want to talk about? All right, maybe
1: I definitely like the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's really fun. It's kind of like the, just like the puppets in general, Like the one that goes like how the song about how they're talking about how terrible Scrooge is. Mm -hmm. Um, that I think that the puppets are kind of gross and kind. Some of them are even creepy, but they're well. It's because they're kind of. There is an older movie, and I I mean I still like it. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the best thing about the Muppets because I grew up watching the Muppets. is like. They're real. I mean, they're puppets, but they're not like animated. You know what I mean? They're actual physical puppets, and they definitely—some of them are definitely creepy. Which is honestly probably one of my favorite things about them when I was little. But what were you gonna say, Mac?
0: Um, I also have another movie to talk.
2: About. Oh, okay. Let's go. We have a we have a few minutes left in, in this here segment, so let's do a little rapid fire back and forth. Tell me, tell me one that you like and why.
0: Um, I like the Grinch the new Grinch.
2: Oh, the anim- the new animated one that just came out in the theaters a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we went and saw that in the theaters, didn't we?
0: Yeah, wait, did we? Yeah,
2: we did. Yeah, remember it was all of us and and um and grandma and pap went too.
0: Oh yeah. How old was I?
2: Mm, that was two or three years ago. You were pretty little. I think you actually fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> all right. Um maybe now you gave me one.
1: I'm trying to think, um, I actually, this isn't a movie at all, but I like, we, like, last year we went to Disney World, mm-hmm. and we, wa- we we went to Disney World, and it was in October, it was like last year, like, like a year ago, mm-hmm. and we were in, it was Halloween, and we, 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 we were there, were we there for Halloween?
2: yeah we were there in october not for halloween but we were there in october remember we saw the we went to the mickey's not so scary halloween party and all that
1: yeah i remember um so i i loved that a lot and i i have i i i just wanted to mention it's, it's not a movie but it's um it's a halloween it's it was halloween it was all decorated for halloween well the first like two days we were there it wasn't decorated and then Overnight, it was just turned into a Halloween, Halloween Landish. Um, another
0: good show uh, um, is uh, Holiday Light Fight.
2: Oh, yes. You guys like Holiday Light Fight. That's on um, Disney, Disney Plus, or we watch on Disney Plus, right? And it's all those like crazy people who are like psychotic about their Christmas lights and spend like a bajillion hours. Like, remember that one lady made all those little flowers?
0: Yeah, uh, she like melted all the lights.
2: Yeah, and they were really pretty. It was beautiful. It just like spent like thousands of hours.
1: Yeah, she said it. She said for like each hour, each flower, it take it take about it take about five hours. So like she'd make like two and a day.
2: Yeah, and she had looked like thousands of them. It was insane. Okay, last pick here. Who has any I just remembered one that you guys might not remember. Do you guys remember watching the Octonauts Christmas special? Constantly. We used to watch that all the time. I had that one like memorized. Um
1: Um I also have I also have another one. It's is the the Peanuts. Can't go wrong with the Peanuts. Um hell, or Halloween. Um Peanuts Christmas. I there's actually there's a new one that came out this year and it is I like that one better. It's it has a story. And it's it's pretty good. It's not it's it's the animated it's not the newer animated.
2: Yeah, you were telling me there's a new one but I haven't seen it yet.
1: Actually, I had the party at my school a few days ago and we it was peanuts themed and it was really fun. We watched it.
2: Yeah, Maggie has her Christmas party at school this week. What are you going to watch? Tell them what you're going to watch at your Christmas party at school.
0: Polar Express Day.
2: Polar Express. Yeah, that's your theme. Um, But you've never seen Polar Express. It'll be your first time, right? Yeah. Are you excited to watch it?
0: Yeah. And I also have another one. It's Charlie Brown Christmas.
2: Oh, yeah. That's what you said. Peanuts and and Charlie Brown are the same. The whole gang of friends is is called the Peanuts. It's actually a... Um, a, um, you know, Linus and Lucy and Charlie Brown and all them, they're all, um, from a comic strip that used to be in the newspapers called the peanuts. And then it became, you know, the holiday specials and all that stuff. So, all right. Any final thoughts on some of your favorite, uh, is there anything? So we're about, mm, oh boy, we're like a week away from Christmas. Any final thoughts of things you're super excited for, for Christmas this last week leading up to, to, to Christmas day?
1: excited i i actually like i like most most people like thanksgiving dinner more than christmas dinner but i like christmas dinner more um anyway
2: you're not a huge turkey fan though right
1: No, I actually, I was going up the stairs. I didn't tell you guys this, but I, I asked, I didn't mean to, but I saw one of the Christmas presents. I, I don't know if it was for me. I don't know if it was for Maggie. I saw a Christmas present.
2: Oh, wow. What was it?
1: It was like a big ball and it looks like an alarm clock. I have one, but it doesn't work. Like when we got it, it didn't work. Hmm.
2: I wonder if that's for you. Maybe it's for me. Maybe it's for somebody else. We shall see. All right, Maggie has something important to say. She's freaking out.
0: <laughs> um, that might be like trash of the box that we had before for that timer. But
2: That's true. Could be. It's a mystery.
1: <laughs> There's something funny about our elf. Um, a few. You- you know, tell
2: tell everybody what your what your elf is named. Out oh, your elf on the shelf.
1: Well, it was. Maria pandy sparkles but we call her sparkle or maria and and um a few like a week when was it that she she so she put chocolate chips in a jar or a jar a, a glass and she sat on the glass like she pooped in the jar
2: <laughs> do you remember that
1: yep That was this year
2: yeah that was just like last week when maria pooped all those little chocolate chips into one of daddy's beer glasses
0: then we all ate it
2: (laughs) then we ate the elf poop and it was delicious Yeah. Mm. all right well thank you ladies for joining me once again and now you have a whole year off well no maybe you guys come on again usually come on again throughout the year but you have a whole year to think about and watch some more christmas specials to talk about next year you want to say bye merry christmas happy holidays everybody
1: uh, first, I, <laughs> I might be like, I don't know, but I might, there might be a little bit noise me trying to get my beanbag that I'm sitting on out of this room. Cause it is heavier than it looks.
2: Yeah. You dragged your whole big giant beanbag in here and then daddy's going to finish recording the rest of the podcast. You're going to be dragging it out of here. You making a ruckus. Yeah.
1: I'll still like at the end. I'll still be trying to. Try. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna help you. I'm just gonna watch you struggle.
1: Of course you are. <laughs>
2: All right. Say say you want to say bye to everybody. Say Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry
0: Christmas.
2: Oh, well done, ladies. Peace out. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that festive and wholesome Uh, listening to listening to little kids getting excited about Christmas? How sweet is that? How just just heartwarming. That was a lot of fun. I love having them on. They asked me to be on the podcast all the time. Obviously, we generally talk about topics that are uh, not at all appropriate for a seven and a nine year old. So um, the Christmas episode always gives them an opportunity to come on and talk about, you know, non horror movies. So they get a kick out of that. All right, now um, let's do one more order of business before we get into these movies. We are going to be coming up pretty damn close here. Like I said, the holiday season is very much upon us. Um, So that means that December will be coming to a close uh, pretty damn soon, which means the January showdown episode is right on our heels. So just a quick Uh, announcement in terms of what the winner was for the january showdown episode um let me see what those three we voted on for it was lance hendrickson uh was one of them it was giallo and i cannot for the life of me remember what the last one is maybe steve will insert a little thing here where he says brian you're a goddamn amateur moron it was this this is what our third option was it was cinema Fatal or in the theater you fuck well guess what that one didn't win because if it did i would remember what the fuck it is <laughs> um the winner surprisingly uh frankly um for uh uh january and one i'm very excited about because for whatever reason this just sounds like something fun and refreshing and and interesting to do in january uh, and also has a bit of alliteration kind of a little bit is giallo so we're going to be doing giallo january which frankly if yins like it maybe that just needs to be our automatic january every year giallo january i love giallo flicks love a lot of the directors that dabble in that we could get into you know uh quote unquote american giallo films as well uh that might be a lot of fun to do down the road we can go in a lot of directions with this um it's it's you know fairly broad Uh, a subgenre of, of, you know, Italian whodunit uh, murder mystery type of slasher, slasher slasher-esque type of films. Um, So we're going to be talking about um, giallo films. We're going to be going over giallo films in January. Uh, So if you've got any suggestions for giallo films that you're like, hey, check that out. Um, this is one that's maybe a little less. known. maybe you haven't seen it before. Maybe you should check it out. Maybe you might want to do it for your pick. Uh, we'll pick those um, for, for for the next mini. So we'll tell you what our picks are going to be. Um, but in the meantime, if you have any suggestions, throw them away on the social medias. Um, and, and maybe that'll be something we get a chance to check out and even pick for the January showdown for the ja- Giallo January. So tune in for that. Okay. Um Now. Without any other uh, further ado, without any other uh, delays, let's get into some underappreciated or perhaps uh, underrated horror movies, uh, and and just general Christmas horror movies, but also just general um, Christmas movies. Right. So, like I said, I've got a list of ten here. I'll go back through them and I'll kind of alternate back and forth. How's that? Where we'll talk about some of our uh, our favorite. Or some of my favorite underrated ones. Now, some of these, you might, they might not be underrated. They might just be underappreciated or underviewed, perhaps. Um, Some of them more than others. Some on here, you might say, like, hey, everybody knows that movie. Well, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um, but it's just these are ones that I don't see a lot of people talking about in the same vein as, you know, like I said, your Home Alones, your National Lampoon's Christmas Vacations on the horror side, you know, your Black Christmas, your Krampus, that sort of stuff. So for hardcore horror nerds, some of these might be quite, um, uh, 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 you know, quite recognizable you might have seen them you might be quite familiar with them maybe you wouldn't be uh, but these are ones that i think for whatever reason don't get as much attention as they deserve so the first one to we'll start off with is one that I, I think a lot of hardcore horror fans do know um and 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 you know ha- have seen or at least are familiar with um, in some capacity um so this movie is from 2010. And it is a Finnish production, I believe. And I'm going to butcher the director's na- uh, name. Uh, Jaumari Hel- Hellander. Um, he is, he's Finnish eh, from Helsinki. Um, and the the name of the flick, you might have guessed it already, is called Rare Exports, which is a really interesting, almost disaster film type of take on a um uh on on a killer Santa type situation and that that's not really uh, uh, uh spoiling anything here that like I said it goes in a lot of different directions you're not necessarily expecting but it's the production value value is fantastic um it really has some some great christmassy vibes um and like I said it goes in some wild directions that you're not expecting I'll, I'll read the 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 synopsis, the brief little synopsis here on IMDP, IMDb, again, 2010, rare exports. In the depths of the oh Jesus Christ, uh, Corvaturi Cor- Corvaturi Mountains, um, again, that's in Finland, I would assume. Uh, 486 meters deep lies the closest ever guarded secret of Christmas. That's a clunky sentence. The time has come to dig it up. This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus. So yeah, uh, I, I won't spoil too much about it because there, there are some elements to be spoiled. Um, but it is this, yeah, this kind of um, uh, mix of what feels a little bit like a disaster movie slash monster movie slash, um, oh, kind of ecological, not ecological. Um, I would say, uh Folklorish type of story um, that ties in, you know, the 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 Santa Claus story as well, um, in a creepy, you know, pretty actiony type of way. But but really fun, really well acted. Got some fun, creepy moments, and uh, and and like I said, really going to give you some 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 Christmas feels as well. I i um, am a big fan of of the Chris, of Christmas horror as as a subgenre in general, holiday horror. But for me, it's gotta also deliver on some like Christmasy vibes as well for me to really like it and like spend my holiday season watching it. Um, you know, I I love stuff that's scary. Uh obviously I'm a huge horror fan. Uh case in point, I host a fucking horror podcast. But my point is. You know, There's a lot of great just straight Christmas movies to watch around the holiday season. You only got so much time. So if I'm going to watch a Christmas horror movie, it better have some, some some good Christmassy vibes in there. And this one definitely does. Uh, Rare exports from 2010. Um, all right. So let me switch over the list here. Um, and I'm going to go towards one that uh, is not uh, horror related. This is actually more of a, a comedy, really a, a romantic comedy. I would go as far as to say, and we're going to stay in the, uh, in the early 2000s, even a little earlier in, in, in the early 2000s, we're going to go back to, to the, to the wonderful year of 2005, um, for a movie that you may have heard of, or maybe you remember, but you haven't seen in a while. And there's probably some good reasons why you haven't, <laughs> um, cause it doesn't get much play, but this is one that my wife and I, that Kate and I watch every year, at least once um it is is one of our our perennial favorite christmas movies and honestly one of my favorite like just like r- dumb teen rom-com like young adult i would say rom-com movies as well it's not a teen uh rom-com it's it's you know a young adult i'll say it's called just friends uh from from 2005 um Directed by Roger Cumble, which is a which is a weird and unfortunate name. Um, let's see if we can dig up what old what old Raj uh, might have directed aside from this. Uh, oh, he directed Cruel Intentions. Talk about uh, 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 your your teen teen movies from the 90s just a damn i mean just a sexy ass teen movie the sweet i remember watching that in 2019 just boy guys just cranking it uh to cruel intentions i don't mind saying um the sweetest thing from 2002 uh, yeah those are the big ones for sure and then uh like i said just friends in 2005 but he he's still directing things as far as i can tell at least as 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 recently as 2020 um uh he he was uh he, he's got some projects going so i think he is still um uh active writer director producer in any case guys uh just friends stars in, in you you might recognize this now that i start talking about the folks involved but it's it stars ryan reynolds uh deadpool himself um you also had amy smart anna faris um chris klein who's underrated very funny uh christopher marquette you recognize uh as well quite a few people you'll recognize from 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 this era um uh, but but obviously ryan reynolds anna Ferris, uh and amy smart are kind of the the main characters um rom-com type of thing between ryan reynolds and amy smart anna Ferris, fucking hilarious in this movie like completely under like just really outkicks her cover her coverage in terms of the uh the the, t- the amount of screen time she's on like you think she's you know all the a lot of the most memorable scenes are with her but she's actually not on screen that much um to be honest like i said it's it's primarily uh Ryan Reynolds and um uh, and Amy Smart anyway i'll read the synopsis here real quick for you while visiting his hometown during christmas a man comes face to face with his old high school crush and best friend a woman whose rejection of him turned him into a ferocious womanizer um so yeah Ryan Reynolds In a fat suit. So that's definitely one of the reasons why it doesn't hold up very well. It is very, very fat phobic. Um, And Ryan Reynolds is in the full on like clump style fat suit. And he's supposed to be this kid who was like a fat nerdy kid in high school. Um, and he was, you know, in the quote unquote friend zone um with uh with Amy Smart's character Jamie uh the entire time and all through high school and he had feelings for her, but he never had the the way to, you know, he never had the the guts to tell her how he felt. And there was also a lot of like sexual tension between them, blah, blah, blah. He gets this, you know, humiliated on, you know, after graduation, moves to LA, becomes a big um uh, music executive type of guy. Um, you know, becomes Ryan Reynolds. So he's this like stud, you know, looking dude, um, and ends up finding himself back in his hometown and, you know, striking up the romance. It sounds frankly, very Hallmark Christmas movie. Um, and it is to a certain extent, but it's, you know, a comedy. So it's a lot funnier than that. Um, and Anna Faris and Chris Klein, frankly, have like a lot of the funniest uh, 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 lines and, and funniest bits in the movie, aside from the fat suit thing. And this is why this movie probably doesn't get a lot of play right now. Besides being very fat phobic, um, it also is wildly homophobic as well and, and not like giving it a pass for that. Uh, but it was two thousand and five. Um, but there's there are homophobic slurs just thrown around pretty often specifically between uh Ryan Reynolds' character and his like younger brother um in a joking loving way but it also in like a fairly mean-spirited way so like you can see why this this definitely doesn't find its way onto you know getting much getting much replay um but Anna Faris plays this insane um like just deranged like pop musician that he's trying to sign and then they're they're kind of romantically tied but like he's really leading her on to get the he's really a bastard for the most part in the movie um and then you know uh uh you know he eventually turns back into the sweet old lovable self that he was back in high school and you know gets the girl blah 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 uh, it's pretty predictable in that sense but some of the lines that that uh, <laughs> Anna Ferris has in this, and just the unhinged performance she has is fucking hilarious. I'm a I'm a huge Anna Ferris fan. Like, not person, like I don't listen to her podcast or anything, but just like as a comic actress, she, she's fucking fantastic. Um, the if you've ever seen the movie The House Bunny, I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it is on the surface, looks like the stupidest, most unwatchable movie in the world. But the house bunny is. Goddamn hilarious. And she is hilarious in it. And this movie, she plays a smaller role in, but she's really funny. And then, kind of, the unsung, you know, she steals the show. But the other kind of unsung hero of the cast who, who's not nearly in the movie as much, like, frankly, doesn't even show up. Well, and he shows up early and then he comes back around. He's in a decent amount, but not nearly as much even as Anna Faris is, um, is, is Chris Klein. And you, you guys remember him from American Pie, um, uh, Election. He was in We Were Sol- We Were Soldiers, too. He's been in a bunch of stuff. You'll immediately recognize him. Um, he, he's still uh, in. He's in a show. Actually, he's, called, he's in a show right now called Sweet Magnolias. I don't know what that is. Um, he's also in 16 episodes of The Flash. He's been in a bunch of shit. Uh you'll recognize him. Um he plays a character called Dusty Dinkleman who was another nerd in high school and is now like heartthrobish type of guy, but he's just like a fucking unhinged sociopath, which you could argue Ryan Reynolds' character is too, but he is just got some really over the top funny lines especially near the end of the movie. So um like I said, really funny. It's got some great heartwarming Christmassy elements it's got some some fun uh you know romantic elements as well if you like rom-coms but just friends is really fun uh like i said you just have to uh uh excuse the uh fat phobia and and rampant homophobia but it is like that's kind of why it's under the radar i guess um so absolutely worth a watch check out just friends all right um i am going to jump back into horror um, and I am going to, this is, and there's a couple of these on here, which I I can't avoid because I'm going to take a little sippy of beer. I am not going to apologize for having tremendous taste, you guys. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about movies, which we have, have talked about on the podcast a couple of times already. And for those of you who are newer listeners, You may not have heard us talk about this before. For those of you who are longtime listeners, you're not going to be surprised on a couple of these ones because we've actually done episodes. So if you like the sound of it, go back and listen to our episodes or go watch it and then go listen to our episode in previous years where we talked about some of these movies. But I'm going to continue to sing the praises of a couple of these. Um, This one is a perennial favorite. I picked it, I think, as either in a showdown or it might have been a quote unquote punishment movie, but it's not a punishment. It's a damn treat from 1997 the year of our lord uh a little movie directed by michael cooney it's called jack frost guys and it's a goddamn mutant killer snowman and it's so stupid and so over the top and so fun and the movie is just made with so much love i i don't know how else to put it it is the production value the effort the kills the practical effects None of it is taken, how do I put it? None of it's taken too seriously, but it is all done with just so much love and reverence and respect (laughs) for for the movie. It's so fucking wild. Let me read the the plot synopsis here. After an accident that left murderer Jack Frost dead in uh, genetic material, the vengeful, that's a terribly written sentence, um, the vengeful killer returns as a murderous snowman to exact his revenge. They said revenge again, Jesus Christ on the man who sent him to be executed. Um, yeah. So uh, let, let me do a better job of, of uh, there's a, there's a a, a, a super brutal serial killer, right? Um, he is arrested. He is sentenced, uh, to, to death, um, or put in jail or whatever. But while he's being transferred, um, The truck collides with a damn genetic goop truck. That's all you need to know. Fucking toxic genetic waste gets all over him, goes into the snow, melts him into the fucking snow, and then he's formed into a goddamn killer snowman. It's tremendous. It's got one of the best fucking VHS box covers ever. I watched this movie first uh, at, at my friend Brian's house, you know, back back when, you know, right when it came out on VHS and we just felt, fell in absolutely in love with it right from the beginning. And I've watched it so many times uh, over the years. It has some, I mean, it has scenes that'll make you laugh. That'll make you cringe. That'll make you go like, Jesus Christ. Like there's a couple of brutal Uh, I won't even spoil it because I want the shock value to hit you if you haven't seen this already. And if and if you're not sure about it and you want to hear us, you know, hear us sing the praises of it more to if you need more convincing, go back. It was either last year or the year before, but go back to some of our December episodes over the last couple of years and you'll see we did a full mini. sode talking about Jack Frost, it's goddamn it's kooky. It's a kooky fun time Uh, and it's got some fun kind of christmasy vibes to it too like it just feels it feels festive it feels christmasy uh, i can't say enough about uh, about jack frost all right i am going to do a, a, a more recent one this is probably because it uh it was you know fairly recent here actually it's older than i thought boy i thought it was like 2018 it's actually 2015 this movie does get some play i don't feel like it did great upon release because it did get a really wide release um but like i feel like it's gotten some traction in recent years but it's just a really well made really really funny movie um with a great cast great uh and a great score as well like wildly better than it needs to be score like this could have just been a stupid christmas buddy comedy and they made it way better than it needed to be. It's called The Night Before from from 2015. And if you've not seen it, like I remember seeing it, it came out around the same time as like Bad Mom's Christmas and it, like it's just fucking garbage that came around like a lot of like Christmas comedy movies. I feel like came out around this time, which that in and of itself should have reminded me that it's actually older than I thought it was was. It's it's, you know, eight years old at this point because nobody fucking makes comedy movies anymore, which is bizarre um but this is really fucking funny um and, and it's got a tremendous cast uh it stars uh joseph gordon levitt who i love but is this is actually he He actually is pretty forgettable in this movie compared to the rest of the cast which i don't think it's his fault it's just the character um uh anthony mackie uh is in it which you'll remember well if you've If if you've seen it, I guess for those of you who've seen it, you'll you'll remember him from uh uh, what's the name of his character? The Falcon. Um, Nah oh god damn what's the what's the fucking uh uh twisted uh, metal he's also uh, in uh, uh he's also the falcon in like the captain america movies apparently you probably know the falcon him and the Winter that. soldier and i've not seen any of those movies he's in the hurt locker for some reason the movie or the other show he's in that i saw him in um is altered uh, carbon escaping me right now um and i'm don't have anyone else to fill the gap in, in altered in, uh, in, in, Twisted uh, metal. audio while i can look that up anyway he's great um seth rogan is fantastic lizzie kaplan uh jillian bell is in it uh mindy kaling plays a smaller role michael shannon plays a small but goddamn hilarious role uh Alana Glazer does as well. Tracy Morgan is like the narrator, which is bizarre. Um, James Franco plays him. It's it's like that whole crew. Like Miley Cyrus is in it for a minute. You know what I mean? Nathan Fielding is it, or at least I mean Nathan Fielder um is in it. He's fantastic. Anyway, um, it's really genuinely funny. It's kind of a it's like a party, you know, like stoner party tight movie but with a lot of heart and with some really genuinely uh funny writing and some like very heartfelt moments as well and like i said the um uh the score is just way better than it needs to be and, and the soundtrack just at large right um anyway uh, the director is Jonathan Levine which the name sounds familiar to me but let's look and see what um what else he directed uh, 50 50 uh warm bodies um he directed the whackness. i don't know what that is uh producer on the long shot looks like he's partnered up with um with uh seth rogan on a lot of stuff uh but honestly not a ton of things that i've seen interestingly enough and and not even that many director credits interesting enough but this this is really fantastic um and and absolutely worth checking out really fun feel good uh you know have a couple drinks do a couple bong rips uh kind of christmas movie uh and it it looks like it looks i know you said it sounds great but it also looks fantastic it just shot beautifully um just they do a lot more with it than they need to you forgot jason man zuka is one of the crazy santas Okay, let's get back into horror and I'm going right back um uh right back to the well uh, in terms of movies that I have just championed in the past and will continue to champion and will unapologetically champion. All right. Um and I'm going right back to a, apparently which was a fantastic fucking year for uh for christmas movies i'm going back to 2005 for a tight little flick starring uh one mr bill Goldberg. you know what i'm talking about guys uh we are talking about santa's sleigh if you don't know what i'm talking about do yourself a fucking favor and go over i'm sure it's on tubi it has got to be in about 50 different places it's also under some other names but santa's Slay. it's s-l-a-y as you might imagine um but it's also i've seen it as under uh, uh, a very bad santa as well just search santa's Slay. you're gonna find it it's absolutely uh, streaming some places it's directed by david uh steeman steiman um Let's see if there's anything else uh that he has directed. Uh he was uh, he was on the crew on some stuff. Doesn't look like he has much in the way of directing credits. Nope, just directed this one movie. God damn it. Uh, and he knocked it out of the fucking park. He's been <laughs> he's actually been on some really really um like he was an AD on Rush Hour 2. Um he has been actually on um on the crew for a lot of big movies i mean production assistant on *Castaway*, uh red dragon um yeah he's he's been on on the uh on the uh the crew for some some big movies only directed one movie and jesus i guess when you when you when you're when you direct in your directorial debut is santa's sleigh just just fucking just pack it in Because you ain't getting any better than that. This movie I watch every year. It's fucking hilarious. It's one of those movies that you're just like so confused and excited and and just like baffled by the fact that it happened, you know, and and somebody made this movie. Um, I'll read the synopsis real quick. Um, Santa Claus is. This is a great synopsis, by the way. Santa Claus is actually a demon who lost a bet with an angel. So he becomes the giver of toys and happiness. But when the bet is off, he returns to his evil ways. That's actually, a, even though that's like more his backstory, and like most of the time, it's just Bill Goldberg as Santa murdering people. Um, that, that's actually a pretty tight synopsis. So it stars Bill Goldberg, former WCW and then WWE, but really we know him from his 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 fucking mythical undefeated run in WCW in the nineties. One Mister Bill Goldberg. um It has some other people who you don't really know. It's got Robert colt in it as Grandpa, which um, f- uh, and it also has a really underappreciated role and every time i watch the movie i kind of forget he's in it dave thomas from sctv and 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 he was uh uh, one half of the mckenzie brothers dave thomas is uh uh, wildly funny um he plays this really underappreciated role as as the like crooked pastor oh my god he's got some lines that are just they, you could tell they just let him go. And he's like such a hilarious improviser that he just had some, he, they're just so funny. Um, uh, uh anyway, so, so it's got a, a few, you know, recognizable people like that throughout the the course of the movie, but the bonkers part, which you're going to be like, how, how is this real? Right. How, how, how is this actually, um, uh, like how is, well, you're going to put the movie on. All right. Let me, let me lay this out for you. Um, The way you're going to start this movie, you're going to go, Oh, Bill Goldberg. Okay, fine. Um, You've got, uh, you know, you got Bill Goldberg, you know, you got a couple other people maybe I've heard about here or there, but that's about it. Right. But then you're going to start the movie and you're going to go, wait a second. Is that James Kahn? Is that Sonny Corleone himself? <laughs> Mr. James Kahn. Um, and the answer is yes, he is there. And then you're going to say, well, hold on a damn second. Is that the nanny Fran Drescher? And the answer is, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, and then you've got like Rebecca Gayhart, Chris Kattan of SNL fame. Like the opening scene is one of the most bonkers, um, moments in cinematic history that that i could ever describe to you um the first i'm gonna say three minutes of the movie from the opening credits until and and this first three minutes i'll spoil this has nothing to do with the rest of the movie these characters aside from santa as bill goldberg never show back up you never really get much information about who they were, why they were there, anything like that. You just get this first scene at the beginning with like all of these recognizable faces. They all get destroyed by Bill Goldberg. And then you just move into a different movie that really doesn't have anything to do with that one. Um, just do yourself a fucking favor, if not for any other reason, just for the intro, that introduction uh, scene. You're just going to you're going to love it and and you're going to tell people and you're going to evangelize uh, about Santa Slay for, for the rest of your days. So do yourself a fucking favor. Go watch uh, Santa's sleigh. Um, I'm going to jump back into a non horror movie. Oh, man, we're staying tight in the early 2000s here. We're going back uh, just one year uh, further to 2004 for a movie that I think a lot of people know, but haven't seen or frankly don't like i feel like a lot of people don't like this movie um it's called christmas with the cranks okay and on the surface you're gonna go oh you you just like it because jamie lee curtis is in it and that's part of it absolutely um but tim allen is also in it and i have mixed emotions about tim allen i grew up where home improvement was appointment television Like I grew up in the, you know, in it throughout the nineties, and it was absolutely our number one favorite show, um, show we never missed. So I grew up loving Tim Allen. I have over the years came to come to severely dislike Tim Allen. One, because he's very notably a fucking asshole in real life. Um, but also the The Santa Claus is um is a movie that I grew up liking and have learned to hate which I feel like in most instances, I've like softened on movies that I grew up not liking. Or if I grew up liking them, I still like them for nostalgic reasons. This is like one unique exception where I grew up liking the Santa Claus. And now it's like, I can't fucking stand it. Something about it. It's just such a, I don't know, cynical, shitty movie. And the entire franchise is trash. It even has Martin Short in one of the sequels. And I fucking love Martin Short. And, and I and I hate that movie um, anyway. So so a little conflicted here because it does have Tim Allen who kind of sucks. But Tim Allen is for the most part kind of the straight guy. Yeah, he has a couple bits and he has he does have some funny bits. Um, but I would say uh, Jamie Lee Curtis steals the show. I mean, she's great. She's wonderful. Um, so they're a married couple. You've got a Dan Aykroyd in there who plays a like kind of a weird almost antagonist e type of of character um but really f- very funny you have mm Emmett walsh um who is who has been in so many things um i mean i remember him uh but, we will know it like fans of this uh, show will probably know him from critters. He was Harv in critters. He was also Bryant in blade runner. So you probably know him for that as well. He was in blood simple. Um, He's just been in uh, a million things and like you, you'll, you'll recognize him for a million movies. Um And, and he's still in, in stuff in, in 2023. Um, but, I remember him as uh, the the madman sniper trying to shoot uh, uh, Steve Martin's character in the jerk, you know, where he's like the cans. He hates the cans. You know, he's the guy up on the hill trying to trying to shoot him anyway. He's he's very endearing, very lovable character in this movie and also has got some some funny moments as well. You've got um, Eric per-, per Sullivan, who's the kid from the younger kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Um, you've got like Cheech Marin, uh, fucking Jake Busey, and Cheech Marin are cops in the movie. A um, lot, a lot of recognizable faces in here popping up. In any case, it's it's a family family Christmas comedy. Um, it's just well written um'll I'll give you the plot synopsis uh with their daughter Blair away in Peru Luke or I'm sorry Luther and Nora crank decide to skip Christmas altogether until she decides to come home causing an uproar when they have to celebrate uh the last minute so it's 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 almost like a caper you know it's almost like a it's almost like a uh, um almost a heist movie in a way uh that sounds stupid but it's like yeah, so the, their daughter's going away to join the Peace Corps. They're kind of bummed and depressed about her not being there for Christmas. And they go, let's just go on a cruise and, and skip Christmas this year. But then they take it too far. They become real hardline about the whole thing. And then she calls to surprise them like the day before Christmas Eve, or maybe it's on Christmas Eve, I forget, and says, I'm coming home and I'm bringing my fiance, my new fiance. So they basically go back on everything they say. And they're like, Oh, uh, Jamie D. Curtis says like, this was stupid idea. Fuck you. We're having a Christmas party. We're doing Christmas, you know, which we always go really big on, but we're doing it all in one day. So it's them scrambling, running around, trying to make it look like they never had this like um, idea of skipping Christmas. Cause it will upset their daughter who's coming home. So it's like, you know, whatever, but it's, it's, it's just fucking chaos. Um, and the performers, sell out on it like jamie lee curtis especially she just sells out on it and just absolutely like she's she's bought in um and on, on all the bits and she's fantastic so anyway movie that for whatever reason i saw i think when it came out i think i might have saw it in theaters and then have just watched it like every year since i don't know why it's just become kind of a perennial favorite um but surface level you're like eh, tm allen christmas you whatever Check it out. It's 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 really fun movie. Um okay, let's get back to the horror. We did an episode on it. We did a mini sode on it. Uh 2022. Okay. Well, it was last year called Christmas Bloody Christmas. We did a mini sode on it. So for those of you who've been watching listening to the show for a while, you'll remember us talking about this. Um, but I don't know. I just i I, it's only been a year but i'm not seeing a lot of people talking about it this year um i think it's just because there's so many new christmas horror movies every year like it's really on trend right now everyone's making christmas horror movies but it it just didn't really get well reviewed um it was a shutter original or shutter exclusive i think when it came out (laughs) um i mean it's sitting at 5.1 on imdb which is like really harsh because i really like this movie um like I said, twenty and twenty-two. It's a tight movie, and it's it's directed by Joe Bagos, who we've talked about. We really like uh, on the podcast when I say me, I mean me and Steve both have have really liked, especially the the vis, the uh, uh, the visuals that he puts on the screen. Um, he did Bliss back in 2019, which actually really didn't get really, at least on IMDb, not not great scores, which sucks because it's not a perfect movie by any means, but it's a visually striking movie and, and really atmospheric. And it, it stuck in my mind. I mean, God, God knows how many fucking horror movies I've seen since 2019. And, and I remember Bliss pretty well. He also did VFW, which I think was probably one of his... Probably his most well-known movie. Um, he's only been directing, um, I mean, he did his feature length in 2013. So I guess it's been 10 years. with The movie called Almost Human, another one called The Mind's Eye, which I did not see those first two. But then 2019, 2019 and 2022, Bliss, VFW and Christmas, Bloody Christmas, all really. I mean, he's got a really unique, really awesome um uh, uh visual directing style uh that i that i can really appreciate i mean part of it is that it is very um like saturated um almost 80s looking uh dark but with a, a really saturated glowing bright lights like almost this arcade aesthetic to it which you know uh, that's certainly something that's very much up my alley but this does it to a really effective level like it's i feel like it's always snowing everywhere they go whether it's them hanging out in like this record shop the the main protagonists work in or then they go to like a bar at some point they're at their house it's always feels like it's actually winter and it just feels like degen christmas which i love the the main characters let me do the plot synopsis first. It's Christmas Eve and Tori just wants to get drunk and party. But when a robotic Santa Claus at a nearby toy store goes haywire and begins a rampant killing spree through her small town, she's forced into battle for survival. Great synopsis. Um, Yeah, it's a robot killer Santa with like, you know, military grade technology that just goes wild and kills everybody. Fucking great! I mean, what a premise, right? Um, the 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 main uh, characters, um, Tori, who's played by Riley Dandy. Um, what else is she in? Um, a Hollywood Christmas. That does seem to be a, a, some some Hallmark Christmas movies that she was in prior to that. Anyway, I just remember her doing a pretty damn good job in this movie. And then, um, uh, uh, Robbie, her kind of love interesty friend, whatever, is in it as well. Uh, played by Sam Delich, and he he does a good job. Um, Not many people that are recognizable. You will see Jeff Daniel Phillips, who you'll recognize from from a bunch of different stuff, including a lot of Rob Zombie productions. Jonah Ray, um, comedian Jonah Ray, MST3K, Jonah Ray. He's in it briefly. He gets a pretty brutal kill, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But anyway, just a really fun, visually striking ultra violent um fucking robot santa slasher and the ending gets fucking wild it just goes and goes and goes and and and, but the movie is i mean hour 26 minutes that's like the perfect fucking runtime for a movie like this it's just a tight uh fun little christmas horror movie that's got some just cool christmas aesthetics and it's if you're in like hey we're in the we're in the home stretch of christmas we're just trying to get after it. Like, let's just get fucking hammered, right? Uh, It's just got the degen, let's get fucked up Christmas vibe, which is which is kind of fun, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas from 2022. All right, we got a few more here. We've got my last non horror uh, pick here. I want to say this might be Right in that, yep, right in that that same window, which is bizarre. Uh, every movie I picked almost is from the early 2000s. I don't know what that's saying exactly, but this is also from 2004. I think I have two from 2004, two from 2005. Um, this is a, a movie that I just don't really see anyone talk about. Um, my wife turned me on to this movie. This is a movie that she started watching with her family. For whatever reason, I don't even know why or who kind of brought it to their attention. Uh, But she introduced it to me and we've watched it a lot since then. And it actually reminds me a lot of just friends. I won't say I like it as much as just friends. It is a little bit of a different movie. Um, It's not as funny. But it's got. Probably a, a better cast, I think that's fair to say, despite the fact that I, there's, the, you know, Anna Faris is really funny in the other movie. This movie is called Surviving Christmas from 2004. Um, directed by Mike Mitchell. Real quick, I'll read the plot synopsis. A lonely, obnoxious young millionaire, kind of sounds like the other movie, pays a family to spend Christmas with him. So it's a little more unhinged um, than, than just friends, but somehow not as cartoonish weirdly enough um i'll kind of explain what i mean um michael mitchell by the way directed monsters versus aliens uh shrek forever after lego movie 2 like he's directed some big you know family and and kid movies um this is pg-13 i think and it's 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 yeah pg-13 it's i wouldn't say it's a it's certainly not kids movie but it's a young adult you know pg-13 family comedy like there's a little bit of raunchies to it there's some like some sexually suggestive stuff maybe some some cursing and whatnot um but the cast is fucking tremendous all right so it, it stars ben affleck who's good in it and i'm always not always a diehard ben affleck guy sometimes he annoys the shit i mean he does a great job in this just as because he plays an obnoxious rich, rich fucking twit um and, we, and he does it great um it's got christina applegate come on fucking fantastic it's got james gandalfini uh fucking tony soprano himself and it's got Catherine o'hare one of the funniest humans that ever walked the goddamn planet um and and, and it's got i mean it's got a bunch of other <laughs> udo Keir is in it uh briefly um it's got a lot of recognizable people uh steven root actually there's the tie to uh um to uh, uh just friends steven root is in uh just friends as well you you remember him probably from base not basketball from uh uh, uh oh, dodgeball um but he plays like uh, really funny even though he's only on stage on screen like once i think a really funny like he's the top the top record exec like maybe even the owner of the record company um so he's like ryan reynolds boss in just friends he plays a like a shrink i think in this one um In any case, uh, Ben Affleck's character is just a bajillionaire. He goes, he ends up going to the house that he grew up in and pays the family that lives there who's like kind of struggling, you know, I would say like middle class, working class family, uh, which is is, uh, Kristen O'Hara, James Gandolfini, Christine Applegate uh uh Josh Zuckerman you'll recognize him as well um they're the family that lives there and he's like I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars and he keeps upping it so they're gonna get a lot of money right which they need and then also it's kind of a, a marriage drama because Catherine O'Hare and James gandolfini's characters like their marriage is kind of on the rocks and they get you know as they get through the whole thing as you might imagine another great funny element um <laughs> he he hires an actor to play his non-existent grandfather he calls duda it's just it, it's just funny situational family comedy um but like with really good people so like james gandolfini's kind of like the, the roughneck tough guy dad who's like no nonsense kind of guy and you genuinely think he's gonna do violence to everyone all the time because he's fucking tony soprano so you're like oh my god like he's legit gonna beat the shit out of somebody and i think he does on several occasions um really fun movie and like i think this is really kind of flies under the radar at least as far as i've seen so surviving christmas from 2004 all right couple more um and and i'm really already getting sick of the sound of my own voice here i didn't never thought i would hear that uh never thought i would say that but um just uncut without another uh you know, co-host, um, it's rough. It's rough. And also I just want to say doing this episode by myself, doing this solo, uh, also feeling just guilty that Steve has to listen to this much of my voice on a regular basis when he edits these episodes. Um, especially with the Patreon episodes, like Steve, you're, you're a stronger man than I, I can't, I could deal with my own fucking voice this much. Don't forget. I edit podcasts. I hate that I'm not on for money this is more fun than that corporate garbage i'm gonna get back into a movie and i will talk about it a lot because this was actually um my showdown episode uh pick for december so we just did this um so like i won't talk about it a lot but these types of episodes like we do these list episodes like you know this will probably be called like underrated christmas movies or something like that we get a lot of new listeners with those and not that that's necessarily my intention is like oh we get to get new listeners but just when people around christmas time search for the word christmas (laughs) right um in their podcast apps these come up and people see them more often so it's like when we do like favorite halloween specials you know that around halloween time like we love doing those episodes, but they also always get a lot of new viewers because that's how people search for shit in their podcatcher apps. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, you might not have heard me talk about this because maybe you're maybe that's your first episode. This is not normally how it is. Normally, it's not just one dickweed on here uh, talking incessantly. Um, we did a showdown episode in December and it was it was Christmas horror movies. It was our secret Satan uh, showdown for December. And I got uh, a movie called Await Further Instructions from 2018, a British uh, film which I'd never seen before, never even really heard of, which was interesting because Steve found it or perhaps it got suggested by a listener um, to get put on the secret Satan wheel and I got it and I was thrilled, even though it lost to 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 black christmas spoiler and there's there's a spoiler everyone knew black christmas was going to win um, uh, for that showdown in any case uh i got a further instructions and it was the only one I don't, none of us had seen and i uh, uh i fucking loved it i fucking loved it um i'll read the plot synopsis here a family's christmas takes a strange turn when they awake to find themselves trapped inside and being trapped inside and begin receiving mysterious instructions through the television. Um, yeah, so uh, this mini. So I had this one. Steve had Black Christmas, and then um, our guest, uh, a friend of the show, uh, multiple time guest, Brandon Getz. Um, boy, why can't I remember what fucking movie he had? Um, it was an it was another good one. Um, oh, never mind. He had black christmas steve had um uh oh my god what the fuck garbage day what's the goddamn silent garbage night, day movie deadly Night. Um, part i'll think two. about it here in a sec um he had uh silent uh, night deadly night part two you know we knew black christmas was gonna win um so i i went in you know with a relatively open mind and and not really expecting to win so I really didn't sell the movie um, really. really well, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, by the way, that's what that's what uh, I want I to say Christmas evil that Steve had, which is which is fun, but dog shit. I went in not pushing this movie super hard because I knew it wasn't going to win uh, when going up against the, the classic that is Black Christmas. But in another setting, I think I would have lobbied for this movie to win really hard because it was a really fun movie. An unexpected movie the worst thing in the world for me for a horror movie is to be predictable um, that's just my personal uh take that's just what i value and this movie is not predictable you don't know what's happening you don't know what's coming it's not necessarily ultra confusing and vague like you kind of understand what's progressing but you just don't know where it's going which which i really really value so i won't talk about it anymore because we just talked about it on a recent episode and if you want to go back listen to that showdown episode for december you'll hear me talk uh, at length about await uh, further instructions but honestly go watch it first because because i spoiled the shit out of it on that episode so go check it out like i said british flick uh johnny kevorkian by the way um is is the director's name um uh, which is which is a wild name as well um anyway uh okay and then the last one I'm going to talk about is not a movie. So I left it for last because it, it's not necessarily um, on the same level uh, as the other movies, because it's not a it's not a full length movie. It's a it's a TV episode. It is absolutely underappreciated. And frankly, this whole series is I know this is going to sound stupid, but Tales from the Crypt is so fucking great. And I just don't like everyone knows the Crypt Keeper. And it gets a lot of love and you see people posting memes about the Crypt Keeper and you're seeing, uh, you know, people talking about, you know, the series and, and dumb little Crypt Keeper puns and stuff like that. Yeah, the Crypt Keeper is fantastic, but the series is genuinely great. Um, not all of them are masterpieces, but the thing I love about Tales from the Crypt as a series is it is just mean. <laughs> and it ran for not as long i think as people think like the original run was from 89 to 96 i think they tried to bring it back around several times after that but some of these episodes are are really tight and they're, they 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 view like a film version of a of, of just of a short story right um so they don't really feel like tv episodes they feel like like short short films right um and they were not predictable and they were mean like they really would just go for it on shit and so that's really what what this one i'm about to talk about is this is season one very first season the second episode this is the second episode ever of tales from the Crypt, and they just nailed it with this one it's called and all through the house so this this actually aired In June of 1989, (laughs) weirdly enough, the Christmas episode aired in June. And maybe that's why people don't have as much of a nostalgic connection to it. I I don't know. Um, But it's first of all, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, Uh, first of all, um, which I mean, uh, like I said, you know, he was, I guess, relatively early in his career, but not really like he had done back. I mean, he had written on Back to the Future you know and then um you know just a few years later he's fucking directing you know Forrest Gump uh and shit like that so um and uh you know he's he's uh you know a legendary director um at this point but or uh, uh you know I guess Not by that point, he wasn't necessarily a legendary director. He'd written on some really high-profile things, but he was just getting his feet under him, I guess, as a director, perhaps, around this time. Any case, he directed this one, this episode, and it is exactly what you want from a Tales from the Crypt uh, Christmas episode. It has all the hallmarks of the series. It is mean. It is nasty. It is... But it doesn't take itself too seriously. Of course, you get some fun little, you know, Crypt Keeper puns and silliness at the beginning. But then you also get just, um, just intense gratuitous violence from very early on. Um, you get, uh, I I don't want to spoil it. You get some creepy shots too, um, a uh, fun fun creepy santa peeking around and all this it, it's just it, it's fantastic um uh and the santa the quote unquote, you know cre- creepy santa you'll see is played by um Larry Drake which you may not know right away um when you see Larry Drake like or you hear the name Larry Drake but if you see his face you're going to recognize him right off the bat um, as uh as Dr. Giggles, um, for horror, horror fans from, of 90s schlock horror, you're gonna know him as Dr. Giggles, but he was in LA Law, he was in Dark Man, he was in a bunch of stuff. But but Dr. Giggles is Santa, which is just Jesus Christ, he's so creepy in, in it. Um, and then you have uh Mary Ellen Trainer as the 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 kind of lead in it. Um and she is uh mrs walsh in the goonies um she's in die hard she's in lethal the lethal weapon franchise um she is just in an absolute ton of shit um boy she was in something else that's really big as well uh let me scroll down i'm on the old imdb oh she she was um well she was briefly in in forrest gump as well but what I remember her most from as a kid is she was one of, uh, she was in Little Giants. I fucking loved the movie Little Giants when I was when I was a kid. She was in Death Becomes Her. Like I said, Lethal Weapon. Um, I think all the Lethal Weapons movies. She had just played a very small part in Ghostbusters Two. Um, she played a small part, but a memorable part in Scrooged, Die Hard. I mean, she's got some freaking Christmas. She's got some real. Uh, Christmas pedigree here as well. Look at some of these movies in here. Um, And then she was, she was look at that started out as one episode in cheers. What a good place to start out. You'll recognize her right away. I mean, eighties, nineties mom in a million things. And she plays the, the like murderous wife, not to, not to spoil anything there. That's not spoiling anything, but um, check it out. I'm not going to spoil anything else about it. The other thing else I will say about it broadly is it has, absolutely supreme christmas vibes the first three minutes before it really kicks off it is so christmassy it's like this like house on a winter you know christmas eve christmas decorations they're playing i think they're playing the christmas song i uh, nat king cole i believe is the is is the inch the song that is you know plays over the intro credits and and leading up to the to the introductions to the characters and um yeah just super christmasy vibes freaking cookies and milk out for santa the whole nine yards um and then like i said shit shit starts popping off it's tight it's 22 minutes it's it's a tv episode um but check it out uh from 1989 season one episode two uh and all through the house uh, of tales of the crypt Okay, those are the movies and uh, and that one last little TV uh, episode that I talked about here. So just as a reminder, wrap up. If you're like, damn it, I don't remember the names of those movies. My non horror picks I talked about, Just Friends, uh, The Night Before, Christmas with the Cranks and Surviving Christmas, horror flicks. If you're uh, about to find something you're searching out there and you want to remember what I was talking about, Rare Exports, Jack Frost, Santa's Slay, guys do it for Christ's sakes. Christmas, bloody Christmas, await further instructions, and then Tales from the Crypt uh, episode and all through the house. So hope that uh, completes any gaps in your Christmas watch list, guys. Uh, we're we're pro- we're we're progressing to uh, the, the pinnacle of the holiday season here, guys. Um, Steve's going to be joining you for a mini. next time around, And then, and that'll come out on Christmas day. So you'll get a little, little present in your stocking, uh, from, from your, for the boys and ghouls on Christmas day. And then we'll take a week off, um, and we'll skip January the 1st. So new year's day, uh, which is a Monday, we will not have an episode come out, but we are going to have a mini so come out on Christmas day. And then, um, and that works out, uh, really well because we have, um, five Mondays in January so we can take off that that week between Christmas and New Year's I know I'm taking some vacation spend some time with the fam got family coming into town Um, so we will skip that week um, of January the 1st and then we'll come back and then we'll have four episodes in January so we'll actually do our showdown episode for January on the 8th which is actually the second Monday in January and just a reminder we're doing giallo january guys so get out there and give us those suggestions for uh for giallo flicks because we're gonna actually pick our our selections um steve's gonna announce them on the next episode myself uh his and and the guests. so all right boys and ghouls thank you for tuning in uh won't talk to you until after the holidays are over uh but you can always engage with us on the social media's um send me a dm uh for those of you who are new i run the instagram steve does the twitter but we both you know checking on both so send us a note um any suggestions for your favorite underappreciated or underwatched uh, or underrated even uh christmas movies horror or otherwise uh that's always much appreciated and uh hey if i don't talk to you have a happy holiday, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, a Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate. Uh, we appreciate you, and, and we'll be back, or and I'll be back with you um, in, in the new year. Steve will be joining you for a mini-show coming out on Christmas Day. For the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian, and I'm Steve. All right, see you later. Bye.
1: I'm Brian and I like to pee pee and poop on my pants.